0: This week on Ultra 64, it's three strikes and we're out of bowling games. Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each week, myself and my co-host, my name is Steve Gunling. I'm Woody Suskowski. We play through every single game in the Nintendo 64 catalog in random order. And this week we are joined by a very special guest. We have three games today, so we need a third person. Please say hello to Nicole Vitice.
1: Hello.
2: <laughs> so uh Nicole we always rope you in for uh these sports games. We last had you at Nagano Winter Olympics and now you got the joy of playing uh well, what did we play? We played Championship New no, Brunswick it's, it's Bowling.
0: Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling. Okay,
2: Milo's Astro, Milo's Lanes.
0: Astro Lanes and Super, Super Bowl. Bowling. Three okay. the only three bowling games on the Nintendo 64. And also, we pulled that band-aid off right away.
2: Kudos to you. I think that that intro uh 3 Strikes was your best intro yet. It works on multiple levels. I disagree. <laughs> uh,
0: Wow. Uh, I still I think they've all been great. Um but you know that that's but thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. Uh Nicole's here because uh well she lives here and also <laughs> she's a bowler. She actually bowls. And um you can I mean I think everybody bowls at least a little bit once in a while. Yeah, but most Let me
1: I can introduce yeah, yeah. my um actual bowling skills. It has to do with I have occasionally bowled with a league that meets on Wednesday mornings. So yeah, the average age is roughly 70. Mm. It's very exciting. But you're
0: throwing off that curve a little bit because you are 94. Yeah. Yes. Just yes. to be clear to the listeners, <laughs> Nicole
2: is younger than 70. Steve is not married to someone 60 years his senior. Hey, I, just, um, I was just cruising by the nursing homes one day, and she just caught my eye. <laughs> um, so I think the distinction there in terms of Steve saying that everyone bowls, um, I think the difference is everyone bowls ironically. Um, there's, there's a small subset of people who will actually be enthusiastic about bowling and not just like, hey, would not it be a goofball if we went bowling sometime? You know, as a joke. Sure, like, or there's there's always somebody who's
0: like trying to roll the ball like behind them under their legs or yeah. something like that. That's the, really gran- the granny throw. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's always an awkward process because I feel like you walk down, you throw your ball, and you either have to stand there and watch your ball be successful and then walk back and do a little goofy dance, yeah. or you just sit there and wait for nothing to happen, and then it's your walk of shame.
2: My, yeah, I hate... My least favorite part of bowling is the turn. Like, after you bowl, and it goes into the gutter, and you're like, oh, God, now I have to turn around and look at my friends, and you're like... And they always your friends always try to offer you advice. They're like, oh, all right, you just need to curve this a little bit, and you're like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> just, like,
3: I don't need your input, okay? See what That's you got to do. Yeah. What you got to do? You got to put your spin on your wrist when you're throwing the ball, and you got to make it go whoop 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 whoop, 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 whoop. whoop, whoop. and then you got to pull the whoop to what. Thank you, Steve. That's a, those that's, are bowling terms. Those are real bowling terms.
2: Pedantic, a bowling voice.
0: Yeah, that's pedantic bowling hillbilly. It's another character I'm workshopping. Uh, all right, so we have three games to go through today, but even with that, I feel like we're going to have a hard time filling
2: the time today. Oh, all right. There's well, so little to talk about. So I wait. I want to waste more time. Okay, uh, go ahead. My friend Jeremy told me that he was looking up the podcast oh, yeah. on iTunes today. <laughs> um we we so you're searching ultra 64 um we're the first first thing that comes up but next is uh episode 64 of a german bondage podcast yeah. which has a much higher popularity than we do so uh hopefully we can I, get some boost from that i People feel like searching yeah. for ultra episode 64 of german bondage will be like ah i also like uh nintendo 64 bowling games i'll check this out
3: i like just spanking but i
2: love the super bowling oh man steve gutley man of a
3: thousand oh, voices man. tonight
0: so which He's basically the same voice, just with a German accent now. All
1: That's right, let's... German
0: bondage
3: hillbilly. <laughs> german bondage you combine bondage. them to put the german bowling hillbilly. No, no, no. That is not the way you spank the man. <laughs> there you, you put the spin on your wrist. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. All
0: right. I'll put him to bed for now. Uh, it's a leather bed with a bunch of cuffs on it. Uh, I've got some bowling trivia for you guys. Are you interested in hearing some bowling trivia? Well, we've got to fill yes. time somehow. Okay. Did you guys know, and I bet you did, that bowling is almost as old as written language? I didn't know that. There was an archaeologist in the 30s who uncovered an Egyptian tomb, and they have some rudimentary bowling equipment in there, dating back to around 1300 B.C.
2: That was interesting, That's Steve. a fun
0: fact, right? It was a lot of fun. There is, uh, but modern bowling, as we know, most closely resembles a
3: German ritual called Kegel, which <laughs> allow me to explain <laughs> wait, the wait, Kegel. Wait, that character was put to bed. <laughs> no, well, then I heard you talking about my native language, and I thought, eh, hey, right, uh, hey. Uh, so the uh, the Kegel, it was uh, a, a ritualistic atonement ceremony. You throw the ball with a symbi- <laughs> symbolic gesture, and uh, that is what is bowling today. Okay, I'm going back to bed now. Goodbye. Thank you, Great, Fritz. Um, So there is still an
0: open yard bowling field in Southampton, England that they claim has been in use continually since 1299, which is pretty impressive. The first written reference to bowling was by King Edward III in 1366 when he banned all of his troops from playing the game anymore because it was distracting them from their archery practice, which... I mean I think the skills are transferable. Yeah, no, the enemies at the gate
2: unleash the bowling balls. But, there was a um, um I feel like there's potential for a hilarious like uh you know um uh, like Mickey Mouse in World War 1 or something like that mm. where you have um crap I'm getting my word, you have um, you know the guys with the pointy hats. Sure, the, the Kaiser? Yeah, the Kaiser, yeah. they're all lined up in these trenches and then you have Mickey Mouse and he bowls down and you just see
3: them uh, <laughs> out of the the, the trenches. Are you still talking about Germany? I'd like to go home now. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, I don't know how uh, this became such a recurring theme. We're really piggybacking off of that bonnet. Right, right, for sure I'm going to bed this time. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, so the first indoor bowling alley was built right here in America, New York City in
2: 1840.
0: And, of course, uh, women were not allowed, uh, of course.
2: Well, that's, and you'll see that and we get into our first game, yeah. um, which is a, sorry, I'll let you get back to more trivia. No, but, that's okay, uh, that's, that's about it, but I'm going to segue okay. into some
0: trivia with this next game. All right, let's, so uh, yeah.
2: our next game, our first game that we played was Brunswick Pro Circuit,
0: Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling. Oh, Brunswick Circuit (laughs) Pro Bowling. Which is a (laughs) terrible name, and it's so confusing. Uh, Uh, And it's also not to be confused with uh, Brunswick Pro Bowling.
2: Oh, see, I was naming a real game. That is a real game that came out for the Wii. Okay. But, yeah. So, the Brunswick Tournament must be some real tournament, right? It's a real thing. All right, so let's
0: talk about this game first. So, uh, Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling was released September 28, 1998. It was published by THQ and developed by Point of View. Uh, which is yet another defunct developer that once produced Mortal Kombat ports. Uh, okay. this time they did it for Sega Saturn and the PC. And they were also the company responsible for the Ready to Rumble boxing
2: games. Yep. And which I uh, well I'm sure we'll play sometime. We'll get
0: to those. Yep. And they also uh did the adaptation, the video game adaptation of the TV show The Shield, which oh. was one of my favorite shows, but I never but played not the Not one of your
2: favorite video games.
0: <laughs> which I'd heard that game was canceled. Like I remember reading about it and getting excited because I'm like, "Oh, I love that show." And then I heard it was canceled, and then I saw it a year later in stores, so it exists.
2: So clearly, someone on the marketing team really dropped the ball in the Shield game.
0: Which is why the company went under in 2010. Uh, All right, so let's talk about, before we get into this game, let's talk about Brunswick. All right, so Brunswick, they were far and away the biggest name in bowling. Uh, The company started in 1845, uh, which is right around the time that uh, indoor bowling came to New York. And they put a huge focus on bringing billiards and bowling to the the masses. Before this, it was like a parlor game that was only played by, like, highfalutin. So
2: they, they fall into uh, the category of sports that you can play while well drinking. Exactly, just, exactly. This distinctive modifier of them.
0: Just like, yeah, uh, bowling, golf, uh, pool, ice fishing. NASCAR, um, and, yeah. I guess
2: regular fishing. It doesn't have to be any, any fishing.
0: Yeah. So uh, Brunswick founded their first bowling tournament. Uh, oh, they founded the first bowling tournament, and they sponsor a pro league. They created a nationwide chain of bowling alleys. Most of, which, most of the bowling alleys in the country for a time were Brunswick alleys. Uh, but the corporation has since expanded to also include boats, toilet seats, car tires, <laughs> fitness products, and phonograph players. And in the 1970s, the company expanded into arms manufacturing, uh, which is what they're doing now, uh, because they gave they pulled out of the bowling racket in 2014, uh, and uh, they sold off their 160 some alley or the, no, I'm sorry, they they'd been the company in the industry for 160 years. They sold off all their alleys, and they're not a bowling company anymore. But they're still a four billion dollar a year company, major corporation, and they sell guns now.
2: Wow. What? So. <laughs>
0: That's a Brunswick. So you're telling insane. me there's
2: more money in assault weaponry than there is in bowling. Imagine I, that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> shocking. <laughs> we need to limit the access people have to bowling balls. Yeah,
2: exactly. You
0: know, they
1: are very dangerous. I mean, I guess
0: you can't count on a good guy with a bowling ball. So but,
2: did know. they also? I, I don't know if you know. Did they also sponsor competitive tournaments? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing, and that's that's. So this game is it's a it's a s- simulation bowling game. It's not it arcadey. Is. Um, there's actually profession real pictures of real professional players, set some real sexy men um on that bowling some circuit.
0: L- luminaries <laughs> like Mike Alby, Mark Roth, Chris Barnes and Randy Pedersen. Hmm.
2: So yeah, you can select you can create your own bowler and <laughs> yeah. um yeah, they don't let you choose gender. It's an no. all uh it's an all male game. Um but you can choose such exciting things as shirt color. Yeah. And hair color and whether or not they have glasses.
1: Yeah. You also give them really cool facial hair.
2: Yeah, which which we mean kinda of off putting and scary. <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> it's
0: instantly turned them from like lovable fat man to serial killer. Like yeah. immediately. <laughs> uh so I mean this one of the ones we played was I think the best. Uh, Of today, I mean it's it's a low bar, but this one worked like it was supposed to work. Well,
2: let's. I want to take a easiest. I want to take a step back here. What is the situation? Let's let's do a little thought experiment here. What is the situation in which you would own, assuming you're not a weird person who wants to own every game for Nintendo 64? What is a situation where you would own and or want to play a bowling video game? I get the appeal of Wii bowling. Okay. I get that. Um, but like tell me like these games, just to be clear, there's no motion controls on the Nintendo 64. They're not. So, Nicole, tell us, why would you play this game?
1: I can only explain why you would play Wii Bowling, <laughs> so forgive me. Alright, tell us what I really play Wii like. Mm. <laughs> Wii bowling was one of the few games that I kind of latched on to. I'm not really sure why, but I just really liked throwing really hard. And my sister used to get really scared that I would hit her TV when I was playing Wii bowling at her house. I
0: mean, that was a thing that happened.
1: (laughs) It was. But that was a huge concern. But I also never owned a Wii. So I wouldn't say that it necessarily swayed me too much towards wanting to play I mean, the game.
0: We, we can definitely say, without a doubt, uh, Wii bowling is like the ultimate expression of video game bowling, I think, Sure, right?
2: yeah. But, it, but that's mm. the thing. I mean, bowling is something that's so based around the actual movement. It's not that physically intensive of a thing, but really that movement is all there is. And if you take out that movement, all you get is sort of pressing A at specific times, and yeah. it's just... It's not exciting. I-, I, can,
0: I can tell you exactly who would be having these games. Okay. Uh, somebody whose grandmother knew that they liked video games and uh, heard that they went bowling one time and okay. did really well. And so, Merry Christmas, here's Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling.
2: And I mean, yeah, the other thing that's tricky is, I I mean, I get the appeal of, like, a snowboarding game Mm -hmm. or a football game, because it's hard to find people to go out and, you know, play football with, and you're not going to have that same experience, but, like... They're more exotic and more
0: skill-based, and yeah.
2: You can go bowl, I mean, I don't... Yeah, you can go bowling for 20 bucks and play... uh, Play for in two hours and it's go and like, play
0: Area Fifty One in the arcade. Yeah, exactly.
2: If, if it's not bored. like a hard thing to achieve in real life. Um, that so would actually
0: be an amazing bonus feature if some bowling game someday lets you go into an arcade and play Cabela's or play like Crimson Air. USA. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it
2: just it gives you the whole arcade and you're walking around. Like this is way better.
0: Um, all right, yeah. so yeah, this is this was touted as like the kind of realistic bowling simulator. Um, yeah, you have the real guys, you have the real, there's a lot of uh, emphasis put on physics of like both your throwing and of the lane, like the lane. You can,
2: you can, you can select choose the, the oil. oil, the way the oil is <laughs> distributed amongst the, along the lane. Um, my, and you also can select different types of balls. They all have different names like Quantum Break mm-hmm. or Speed Freak. The problem is
0: Which are also characters from Extreme
2: G, I believe. Yeah. It doesn't tell you it doesn't really give you stats or anything for these different balls. Um, so it's really hard to tell what effect your pressing of the meter had yeah. versus the direction you were going versus the type of ball versus the hook you were using. And so sort of it's hard to replicate it and it's like it seems like the easiest thing is just to like go at a slight angle and throw straight. Uh, we,
0: we kind of mixed it up to experiment <clears throat> because uh, we Nicole was dominating I think we gave up being uh, competitive at any point early on but uh, I was trying to just stand still every time and throw in a straight line mm-hmm. as straight as possible and you were trying to put all the curve on it I was putting pointing to Woody there Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> visual medium um, yeah you were trying to put all the hook on it uh, as possible to see how it would affect things and it didn't make too terribly much of a difference. The only thing that really makes a difference is when you hit the accuracy meter in the wrong place.
2: Sure, and then the ball just goes all willy-nilly.
0: But I will say it's really fun to make the fat-buddy bowlers, like, shuffle back and forth. Yeah, that was very entertaining. <laughs> when you
2: press L and R on the stick, they do a little moonwalk back and forth, and so uh, I danced my character around for a few seconds. It was more fun than playing the game.
0: I feel like 90% of the graphics budget for this game went into the khaki wrinkles. Yeah. Like, making the, these khaki butts look as lumpy as oh, you Oh, yeah, the crowds
2: in this game look terrible. It's just this super flat, sort of black and white, like, uh... It's old-timey Western photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so, I mean, yeah, and there are a couple different modes. There's, like, a, there's a cosmic bowling mode where everything's, like... Neon blacklight
2: light, Yeah, they it could also call it kid's birthday party mode. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Nicole, What did you, did you have anything else to say about this one?
1: I, I mean, I think it was just a little too simplistic and very dull. It, there was nothing interesting about it. It runs
2: really slow. Yeah. There's a lot of time just between your throwing um, and... Yeah, I feel like it's if you're gonna play a bowling game, you know, you want to get through it quick, and so it was like this: you throw, and they'll have a little cutscene of your guy like being sad or giving a fist bump, um, and it it really slows everything. Down. Yeah,
1: honestly, I think it's kind of a lot like real bowling because real bowling, the the main <clears throat> appeal is the kind of social aspect, and if you're there at night, you know, you're drinking your beer in between, and then you're like, oh, wait, what happened? How did it go by so fast? But if you're just there. And you're just watching people bowl, it does take a while. And yeah, you're like, wow, how how slow can that person bowl? Yeah. And when you have women who are in their nineties who are bowling with you, I mean they will beat you, like none other but Like you and your peers. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. they are pretty slow to get to the thing. So it's kind of <clears throat> I felt like it was kind of accurate in that way, but not in a
3: not
1: in a funny way. way, just in so. an accurate way.
0: The the last thing I'll say about Brunswick Pro, Circuit Pro Bowling, probably ever, uh, <laughs> is that there was a sequel that came out only on the PS1, and that one added women to the roster. Ah. So, there you go. We've come a long way, baby. Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> If uh, Brunswick was the most accurate, realistic one, uh, this next game was the least accurate, realistic one. Uh, this one is Milo's Astro Lanes. Uh, so this one came out November 24th, 1998. 1998, big year for bowling games. Yeah. Uh, this was published by Crave Entertainment and developed by Player One. Uh, Crave and Player One also worked together on Robotron 64, which I'm sure you're excited about. I am excited about
2: that.
0: Uh, Crave mostly specialized in kind of like bargain basement niche titles, but they also owned, uh, games, or they, they own the license to games based on properties as diverse as America's Next Top Model (laughs) and Napoleon Dynamite.
2: Oh wow! So they I, released those games. I can't even imagine what the America's Next Top Model and Napoleon Dynamite games are like. Napoleon um, Dynamite—these uh, are the
0: two saddest, the saddest words in the English language. But uh, it was PSP exclusive. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> nobody played the Napoleon Dynamite. So
2: game. Milo's Astro Lanes <laughs> is—it's a more arcadey bowling game. Um, it takes place in space. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of one—it's um, got kind of a cool vibe. It kind of has like a 1950s sort of like. Jetsons, yeah, type red, of vibe, retro kinda.
0: future, lots of rings, lots of theremin, yeah,
2: yeah, and that's cool, and it has um a little more, I don't know, it's got more character. Um, there's you can pick from like a busty android lady, mm-hmm. uh, which Steve was, yeah, um, still am, my, yeah, my character was uh Martian with a giant head. The head was so big that it obscured my ability to see <laughs> the lane, which seems like a poor design choice. Um and, and Nicole, uh, well, you were a titular hero, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, was I was Milo. There was also a robot. Um, you can also select your ball in this game. There's a lava ball, an electricity ball. It wasn't very clear to me the difference that the ball selection made.
1: I think there was no difference.
2: Okay, <laughs> there, there we go. Um, are you,
0: are you, Do you guys want to hear the story Oh, of yeah. Milo's of course we do, yes. Steve. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read this straight from the manual because I got it right here. <laughs> Great. Milo is a teenage techno-whiz from the 22nd century who spends his free time with his friends, polishing his skills to compete in the Astro games. These televised games are beamed across the universe, drawing players from every corner of the galaxy. Booster Astron, the show's host, is always pitting players against one another by providing the players with cool power-ups in an attempt to get them to slug it out for cash and prizes. Slug it out is hyphenated here, by the way. I don't think it would be. Uh, The Astron Games uses an exciting blend of bowling and miniature golf, both extremely popular during the 20th century. When competing in the Astro Games, players will encounter everything from an alien invasion to hyperspace tunnels to a nice stroll through the Nebulous Park. This is one far-out challenge where only the best will take home the coveted AstroLite Trophy.
2: Okay, great.
0: So, it's a bowling game in space.
2: Well, that actually, <laughs> that made it sound a lot more exciting than it actually was. Because I never quite got that miniature bi- golf vibe from it. Uh, most of the, I mean... It looked like there were more lanes to unlock that weren't there at the beginning. Yeah, um, but like most I will them- say,
0: the first lane had that we played as had like a, a ramp in it that <laughs> yeah. led to a drop off that killed us multiple times. Yeah, so it took that us a was long
1: hyperspace. Took us was a hyper-space.
2: long time yeah. to Got figure it. out that um, the control stick actually <clears throat> allows you to control the power and throw it harder.
0: Yeah, most of the most of the time when we're playing games, first thing we do is go to the options menu and look at what the controls are. And this one didn't have that, so uh, we just had to wing it. And we were playing it. Kind of like we were playing Brunswick, uh, and it wasn't accurate. But, yeah, you have to lean forward on the control stick to get any kind of power on it. And, uh, yeah, there are three little stars on the lane that you can pick up. They give you
2: different power-ups. They
0: give you power-ups. So, yeah, you can have uh, three balls by pressing the, the power-up button. You can have a fireball. You can have a giant One that ball. goes
2: fast, one that grows big. Yeah. eight yeah. Um, This is okay in theory of getting the different power-ups. I mean, this is sort of what makes this game unique is the ability to bowl and get different power-ups. But I didn't feel like there was a lot of strategy to it. If you roll and get... Since they're just stars, it's not clear what power-up they're going to give you. Um, And if you roll the three balls, it's like, why don't you just use it? Um, Yeah. There's not like sort of a hoarding or a strategic choice of when to use the power-ups.
0: And this one very much was uh, standstill... Move, throw it in a straight line, and you'll be fine every time. This one was very much that. Like, Brunswick had a little bit more subtlety to it. This one, you can just spam it by doing the same move every time. Um, but, I don't know. It's it's whatever. It's so bland, it's hard to even really talk about it. I guess I can appreciate their characters. I don't know. What do you, what do you think?
1: I mean, I do think it had a lot more personality than the other ones. It was kind of... There was more to do, but yeah. I think it would get very boring very quickly
2: i mean it did seem like there were some different modes you played on uh the single player mode that had kind of like an alien tongue. It, yeah it sounds like maybe there's more modes you unlock and sort of i mean it might be cool if there was sort of weirder courses that required you to throw and get around obstacles or something like that or have more creative use of your power up power ups um but we never really got to a point where any of that was right. relevant and mostly it was just a even, I mean, yeah, it was even simpler than Brunswick and just...
0: And I, I think in terms, like, I don't know, this this kind of occurred to me while we were playing, like, we, just last week we played another game, or, or two weeks ago, we played a game that involved a bowling ball very heavily. Glover. Glover, where, for all that game's flaws, that bowling ball felt like it had oh, yeah. heft, and it felt like the physics were there like you felt like you were handling a bowling ball and that's not here with these you feel like
2: you're playing with some sort of weird space ball yeah um, patent pending well Um, it's it's true with all of these
0: um and uh yeah i don't know It, it, it just they feel very floaty and i think a part of the challenge of bowling is that you have this heavy ass thing in your hand that you need to throw you know so i don't know yeah i agree i mean i guess that's part of it because
2: you're playing it in space so i found that a little more forgivable in terms of part of the aesthetic and since it is a more arcadey thing but um are we are we done talking about milo's astral?
0: do you have anything to say any uh any fan fiction any yeah any fan art
2: (laughs) hot crossfit between milo and the dandroid lady (laughs)
0: any uh any tattoos on your person (laughs) depicting these characters
1: no. Okay.
2: <laughs> Great. I I do enjoy the way Nicole leans into the microphone it's a uh, very dramatically. Have you um, <laughs> to declare no. Um okay. well, we were talking about floaty balls. Yeah. And um in the spirit of floaty balls, the next game we played was uh Who said
3: floaty balls? Hey, I thought you went home. <laughs> well I'm trying to go to sleep, but you guys are very loud and you talk about floaty balls and I'm like, that's my jam. Um uh, the next game we played was Super Bowling. Yes. Um which is which
2: had some floaty balls and requires a little bit of backstory and explanation because it's there kind of has is. a special place in the Nintendo 64 catalog.
0: Special, yeah. It's a okay. So this game was released in January 15th, 2001. So this is like why, the, Steve?
2: That seems really late in the Nintendo 64 lifespan.
0: Well, indeed, young man, you are correct. This is one of the last 20 games released for the system. So the Steam you know, had already kind of usually gone
2: happens it. to games that are released late in the system's catalog, Steve. Well, do explain it to me. Well. They're usually pretty rare and pretty valuable. That I does know. tend to be the case. As is the
0: case with this one. Uh, this was uh, published by UFO Games and developed by a company called Athena. I don't know either of those companies. Uh, and it's one of the last games released for the system. And it is the o- really the only thing worth talking about with this game is that it's one of the rarest and most valuable games on the system. Um, because it came out so late... Because it has such a generic title, because it's in a genre that nobody likes to play.
2: Yeah, it's it's such an awful title because it's not even I mean, Super was the prefix they put in for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Why isn't it called Bowling Sixty Four or Super Bowling Sixty Four? Anything. Like, like there that. was already there was a game called Super Bowling released for the Super Nintendo. But I'm not clear if those but, are related. Like right, I, according I to Wikipedia they are but but they're also they're like
0: different. they're different companies. They have a totally yeah. different aesthetic. Like yeah. they, there's like a chicken in the first one. I don't know.
2: Yeah. So like, <laughs> what what is this game worth? Like I was looking it up on Amazon. It looks like it's worth about a hundred. They were selling one for about one hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Yeah, lo- loose. Uh, it's about one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty dollars. Complete inbox, it'll go about six hundred seven hundred dollars. Okay.
2: Yeah, we haven't... This is the first game we've gotten to that's real expensive. There's yeah. an interesting, just as a random aside, there's an interesting thing about Nintendo 64 games. I think we probably talked about this. Because the boxes are crappy and cardboardy, yeah. often the boxes tend to be more expensive than the console, or than the games. They can they be, yeah. Throw them, most people would throw them away.
0: And, uh... Th- this one they made very few of, and it sold like crap. I found some numbers that estimated may have sold as little as two thousand copies.
2: Well, I have a, I have a, maybe a good reason for why it sold like crap, Steve.
0: I I bet I I bet I know what you gonna say. <laughs> it's a real bad. It's a real garbage uh, game.
2: It it has a weird aesthetic. It's kind. Of, it's like a Japanese uh, aesthetic. It kind of looks yeah. like. um
0: I would say this one splits the difference, right? The first uh, Brunswick was like the super serious, straightforward bowling game. Milo's yeah. the way out there, spacey one. This one is kind of both.
2: Yeah. The characters kind of look like they were pulled out of, um, like a rival schools or a 3D Street Fighter type yeah. of game. Um, that very generic uh main character with a bizarre haircut and then a lady equivalent I don't know. yeah, you get two it's...
0: characters to start with the hero and alpha um I feel like Nicole had some strong emotional reactions to this game
1: it just it was very difficult to control, and it didn't really have any explanation of how you worked it. I mean, the other two we figured out. First one was very easy and this one was just frustrating. <coughs> I just did not like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that that feeling's mutual across the board here. It's I mean it's ugly. It's got these grating music. Yeah. Uh you can I can't really describe it. It's kind of like uh space jazz but played out of your butt. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: That's a pretty good description actually. <laughs>
0: no. Um Yeah, it's very limited. Okay, so the two lanes we played on, there's just like a regular standard bowling alley, and then there's a garage. Which has bumpers. It has uh, like cinder blocks set up as bumpers.
2: Yeah, you only get to see half of the screen in this game because half of the other half is like this live camera that sort of rotates around. It's very disorienting. And then when you throw the ball... It shows from the ball's point of view. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Is that a fantasy for people? I mean, is (laughs) that. I want to imagine I'm a bowling
0: ball. Don't do the German voice again. uh, No, he's he's long (laughs) asleep. He's long asleep. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, It was real. The ball just felt so. Super slow in this game, and even when you throw them with full power, um, you have to use the stick again to. Which again took us a
0: long time to figure out.
2: Um, They feel super slow and floaty, yeah, um, bouncing back and forth. You can choose your ball weight, um, but again, it was just not clear what difference different weights did for you. Yeah, and it didn't
1: Um, seem to actually make a difference. Well,
2: definitely when you play less weight, it was more floaty and bounced around more. um,
1: Well, that's accurate, but
2: it's. Yeah, it was just, I don't know why you would ever take the effort to figure these games out, um, yeah. because they're all so boring.
0: And this one, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'll just, I'll, I'll come clean with this to the listening audience right now. This is the one game I have that's a reproduction cart, because I can't quite bring myself to spend that much money on this game, and I understand, like, that's kind of the conundrum of video game collecting, is that the shittier games tend to be the ones that are the most valuable Top and true, yeah. like stadium ga- stadium events on NES is worth $50,000 and it is nothing to write home about it's like nothing special um but that's just kind of the reality of it uh but I just I can't quite bring myself to do it
2: yeah so just to be clear a reproduction game is a um game that has been sort of re it, someone will take a Nintendo 64 cart like a Madden or something yeah. and they will reflash the cartridge yeah. to be um these rare games and then they will put a, like a label on it, so it'll be like, flash the ROM for Super Bowling on it, yeah, and put a Super Bowling label on it,
0: and it's
3: identical and sell to sell it the for game. you know
2: thirty bucks instead of thirty or fifty instead of a hundred or two hundred dollars, exactly. Which is
0: you know, yeah, if, I, I, just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. No, Maybe it if may, somebody out there sense. listening wants to buy it for me and send it to me, please do, but uh, I, I don't want it. Actually,
1: if... please don't.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need um, more of these in our house. Yeah, I
2: mean, what, well, what. <laughs> Tell tell me this Nicole, how many how long can you be in a bowling league? What what does it cost to join a bowling league for let's say a month? Is
1: um, it like $50, $100? The one I do, it's $12 per game. Okay. We don't have like a fee per month. You just pay like every time you come in. So yeah. So you're
2: saying is if we say super bowling is $150, you would essentially be able to bowl
1: Three months.
2: Um, yeah, three months, ten times um for that same price. And in that process you would make new friends, yeah. you would have a positive social experience, you would you would get some physical activity. Yeah. Um instead you could buy this Nintendo sixty four game yeah. that is just <coughs> bad. Just uh, sit there. Yeah, and <laughs> sit there and have a much worse time yeah. for the same amount of money. But hey, you could brag about people brag about it on the internet to strangers. Yeah. Which yeah. is really why we do anything, right? And I mean if
0: if you're just absolutely hard up and need to get a bowling game in the N sixty four, get the other two. I I think I bought them each for like a dollar.
2: Yeah, well like don't they, get just just get Brunswick. Just get Brunswick. Yeah. yeah just I mean
1: I would actually pick Astro. Oh Ooh, wow! Over wow. Brunswick. It's a
2: strange turn
0: on that. I did not see that coming. <laughs> something in my back here. Oh, it's a knife. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. you felt so strongly oh. about. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, I didn't give a shit. Well, about let's. It. Uh, yeah.
2: I don't know. Do we have anything more to say about Super Bowl?ing Aside from it's real expensive and real bad. I would um, say
0: save your money and uh, just buy uh, copies of. Kingpin, and uh, the Big Lebowski instead. Watch or go, those. go
2: yep. like, bowl for real.
1: If you're, you're really real. excited
2: about bowling, go bowl for real. You you owe it to yourself. Yeah. yeah
1: it's... You can even buy your own bowling shoes for, like, $30. Yeah. Way cheaper Nicole than Nicole owns her own bowling shoes. I do. <laughs> uh,
2: well, have uh, we moved on to our, to our list? Do I you... think we need to move on to rankings
0: here. I'm just going right. to bring it up up. Uh, so for new listeners, every week we... Add the game we just listened to into our list, our ongoing list of where we would put these. Right now we have a list of 14 or
2: 13 games. Um, so uh, where would you put these, Ngoody? All right. Well, uh, Banjo Kazooie is at the top. Um, I don't know why I'm bringing that up because these games are nowhere near the top. They're not near the top. Um, no. I'm going to put Super Bowling at the very bottom of our oh, list, Steve. Um, you've
0: been usurped, Nagano.
2: Yeah. Um, it was Nagano, at least, had a lot of different game modes, um, and they were both. Very boring. Yeah. Um. But this game was only boring in one mode. Yeah. It's not going to at least have thirteen modes to be bored in. Um. I'm going to put the other ones right under uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero. Okay. Um. I think Brunswick is probably an objectively better game than Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero in terms of being playable. Yeah. Bowling games just. I think bowling games just intrinsically suck and are kind of a waste of time. Sorry, bowling game fans. Yeah. Um. I don't know why you would really play them. Um. So yeah, I'm comfortable going like sub zero and then Bruns- Brunswick. I liked more than Astro Lanes. Yeah. I thought it was more intuitive in the play, even though I tend to. I mostly like the arcadey games. Yeah. Astro yeah. Lanes, it just wasn't very intuitive, and the ball was so floaty. It was. Yeah. Um. Brunswick. Character uh, models were ugly, yeah, and I mean it's it's
0: creative, yeah. but like it's not useful or fun, so it's like whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll go
2: Brunswick, Astro lanes, and then Nagano, and then Super Bowling. Oh, Super Bowling is.
0: I'll I'll <laughs> spread it out a little bit. I'll say Brunswick was better than Mortal Kombat. Milo's Astro lanes was worse than Mortal Kombat, and Super Bowling is my new bottom game as well. Right. Nicole, you have enough games. You've been on the show enough times to make yeah, a list. So
2: between Mario Party. Super Nagano Winter Olympics,
1: and Nagano Winter Olympics. Okay. Let's give you a list of five. <laughs> All right. I think um I think I'll keep Mario Party at the top. Boy, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> and then I'm going to go as you guys heard me already say, I'm going to go with the Astro Bowling game. Okay. And then um then the Brunswick one, and then I'll put Nagano and then Super Bowling. Oh, super yeah. Bowling, okay, three, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, you've heard it here. Uh, bowling games suck, but the good news, guys, we're done with bowling games. Oh, that's this that's is the one and only time
2: we have to talk about. Yeah, them. Yeah, but we still have to play hockey games and football games. Yeah,
0: but we'll we'll find some way to make those more interesting than bowling. <laughs> beer, I mean, beer. See, and I I feel like those are games that are a little more exotic and a little more skill based. Yeah. Not everybody has access to a hockey arena all the time. I,
2: I can barely skate, let alone play yeah. hockey.
0: There's skill involved, so it's yeah. more fun to simulate that than rather than being a 45-year-old pot guy in khakis throwing a ball. Um, all right, so no offense to our 45-year-old <laughs> pot-bellied <laughs> yeah, khaki-wearing show, show, people. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We are on Ultra64Podcast.com. If you want to see all these rankings, I update them each week. You can find all of our episodes there as well. Uh, Nicole, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this. On yeah, the show. Yeah, you again. definitely
2: make these boring games less
0: boring. Yeah, so
1: thank thanks you. for letting me play these really fun games, guys. This yeah. is is
0: two in a row we've had you on for the worst games. <laughs> yeah, our new worst games <laughs> are games that you guested on. You so want to be a guest yeah. on
2: Superman 64? <laughs> of course. You're
0: our lucky charm on this.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. Go out and uh, bowl with your family or, you know what, do something useful with your time like listening to more podcasts like this one we have a back catalog we're on stitcher now listen to that all right everybody have a good night bye